Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Me, Mo. And me, Pete. And we have with us, again, a very special guest, Vincent. Returning. Hello, hi. Future Prime Minister. Don't know. Amen. And, and, I think, <laughs> and I think the way England is going, we'll need him very, very soon. <laughs> so, as all of you should know, if you don't know, can you just like jump into off a bridge? Um, oh no! Just oh, read the news. No, no, no! no, no. <laughs> jump off a bridge. Um, how can you not know what's been going on? <laughs> anyway, so swiftly moving on. Even before you start, actually, the whole world was watching us. You know, yeah. Because I was listening to a podcast of guys from Australia, and they know about it. This is Australia. Down about a referendum. About a referendum. I and about us voting out. About the furnace. No. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, that, that, that part's a prophecy, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But the world was watching us uh, as we, as we voted to demonstrate our ignorance. But hey, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know yet, we're talking about the referendum today. Brexit. Yes, we are out. No, of you, you know what? Yeah, I heard, I heard the the liveest term, the Brexitus. <laughs> Brexitus. <laughs> Brexitus. Brexitus. I was like, yo, that's wavy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Literally, wavy <laughs> part of the seas. Don't know. Do your Bible studies. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so I think it was like forty-eight percent to fifty-one percent. Was like oh, it has to yeah, it was forty-eight point something, fifty-one point something. Yeah. And so we are out of the EU, and it's interesting. I remember like the day it happened, like even like inside my house. It just felt like outside was just like bears sad and like dismal and everything. Mm. <laughs> that awkward tension. <laughs> oh. mm. You meet someone, did you vote in or out? And you could always tell the people that voted out. Could it be like, what did you, you could vote? You. <laughs> <laughs> did you vote in or out? What did you vote? <laughs> <laughs> so Mo, did you vote in or out? I voted no. out. Ah! He started with the one person in the furnace that <laughs> voted out. Mm. <laughs> but do you know no, what? Goes, <laughs> do you know what? In all honesty, it's a case of and irrespective of how you lot take this or whatever. <laughs> obviously, I am no, you know, not even within the furnace, within the people listening through the podcast. I'm judging you, just, just <laughs> judge what you want, mate. Um, Respects of how you lot take this, but it's like I was fully um, firm on my stance. You know what? I'm gonna vote out. I mean, gonna vote in. As in, I don't. We don't want to leave the EU. But I like to pray over all of these decisions. Um, I haven't been following it politically that much. Um, I've been seeing a lot of like Facebook talk, this and that. But I'm, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to make a decision in a panic and stuff like that I want to just pray and be led by God so I was going to vote in because I was like you know I immigrated here from or emigrated is it immigrated or emigrated I, I emigrated here. <laughs> you came I came, I, came, I, came, I came I came here from Ghana I don't think there's a word that emigrate I think there, there is, is. Yeah. 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 immigrate and emigrate there's two different uh, purposes one means, yeah. in, one means in one yeah. means out so emigrate would be or emigrate would be immigrate emig- would be yeah. in okay so I came here from Ghana, and I, I was like, I can't say yo, like yeah, I came here, so all of you man, now I'm gonna shut the borders for you man, you know, need to come through the proper channels like I did, nah. And plus, in terms of, it's like it's one world, B. Like, come on, 
I'm not, it's not none of this one world order, all of this Illuminati, none of, none of that. But it's like, yo, it's it's God's earth. Like, why are we putting borders? And, obviously, there's wisdom in it. But it's like, there needs to be some sort of camaraderie or something. Like, yo, you're a fellow human being. Why am I going to... A, a, obviously, if you've killed 25 people in your country and you're trying to come here, then what, you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs> like, just stay there, serve your debts, try to reestablish something before you come. But... It's just like, um, yeah, so that was one of my reasons why I was like, all right, cool. Um, I just want to kind of do this. But on my way there, I was praying and I was like, God, genuinely, um, how would you have me vote? And I literally heard, out, leave. So I was like, all right, cool, you know what? I want to give me some sort of confirmation. So what I said was, I'm walking to a school. If the gates are a this now this can be seen as superstitious or whatever, I was like, if the gates are a primary colour, so red, yellow, blue, I'm voting in. Anything else, I'm voting out. And I was like, God, please direct me. I got to the school, the gates were black. So I was like, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you that this is something that you're leading me to do. I've asked for confirmation and you've given it to me. But isn't black a primary colour? It's not. No, it's not. Mm-mm. But isn't the definition of primary colour a colour that cannot be made from any other colours? And black is a combination of all colours, isn't it? You just keep on putting every colour in and it'll become black. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not primary colour. It's not a primary colour. Yeah. So, I got there and it was black. So, I was like, all right, cool, you know what? I asked, this is what I specifically asked for. And you've kind of met me with what I asked for. So, I'm going to trust you. And I voted in trust. And after I voted, I didn't really feel a sort of tension within myself or anything as I would do if I had voted um, contrary to my conscience. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, cool, you know what? I'm just going to trust you and go with this now. I don't know the full implications of my vote. But what I can see in the short term looks negative. Well, so so one thing thing that I'd wanted to do was get get someone on here, uh, one of my friends... um, uh, he's a pastor, and he was he he made a comment on Facebook on how revelations could tie in <coughs> the whole Brexit thing and what could potentially come of it. So I wanted to get him on here to get that aspect of things because I mean you know whether or not you are a prophecy buff, uh, I believe the Bible does highlight some of these things. And you know you look at the um, the, the first thing that came to mind was the statue of the statue in Hugh's dream. In the book Adonaisa, the statue with, uh, I think, a bronze, bronze yeah, and yeah, and all of those things, yeah. And the way that that, if you look through history, represented all the major powers that came to be. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is some allusion to this whole thing in the Bible again. There I don't is. know about it, so I wanted to get. There is. A, I've got a picture. Someone sent me a picture on um, WhatsApp. Sweet. Of that, mm. um, which is which was interesting. I. Um, I think there's something of it separating and coming together. But either way, um, the reason why I don't judge Mo for his decision was I didn't necessarily pray concerning it. If that makes sense. I went with what kind of made sense. And normally, even with such decisions, like even with the smaller decisions, I believe in praying and asking God for direction and doing what I believe God has told me to. But in this case, I didn't necessarily pray about it. I just went to vote. That said, I voted in because, again, I, I, th- I feel like that was the right vote to make, but let's uh, let's see. Mm. I guess 
So what do you think about this whole situation, Vincent? We're in uncharted territory. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I mean, we, we are in uncharted territory. I mean, um, I think many broadcasters put it well um, on Thursday evening. We don't know anything at this point. Um, but I think it's... I don't think it was so much of a shock as people make it out to be. I think it, the writing's always been on the wall for some time. Um, and it just kind of reminds us all that we really do have big issues that we aren't facing up to. Um, but what does left people behind. What does Brexit say about Britain? What, what does it say about England at the moment? That it, we're ignorant. <laughs> it <laughs> says <laughs> that we're divided. It says that we've left a constituency behind which has not done well out of globalisation, which has often been left behind um, in terms of immigration in which people are not perhaps successfully assimilating into British culture. Um, it says that we haven't properly identified what it means to be British um, because there's a very unique concept of Britishness in London which is perhaps not found in some of the great shears of England. Um, and which is perhaps why you saw London voting to remain and Scotland voting to remain because these are quite diverse cities, mm. metropolitan uh, areas in which, you know, the mixing of cultures is something that is celebrated and welcomed. Whereas perhaps people away from those areas um, are a little bit worried about people coming in and a bit worried about the influence that they're going to have mm -hmm. on their great country. So before before you go on, I do want to. I think it's it's uh, it's worth talking about that aspect of the the conversation as to immigration and people coming to take your jobs. Mm -hmm. There are various memes about you know people coming to take your jobs, but they are um, doctors or whatever. <laughs> like, you you just got an like, MVQ and literally, I, I think I saw I saw um, one thing is like doctor, you know, something, some Indian name, Patel. Yeah. Call me racist. Um, it's going to take your job when you've just got a standard C in PE or something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, so, so there's that aspect of it. But before we go there, mm. since you mentioned what it means to be British, I want to just ask the furnace. What does it mean to you to be British? So, Ro. Oh, what does it mean to be British? Are you British or what does that mean? Or if not, what do you think it means? I think... Yeah, I, I think being British in London is very different from being British outside of London. Because mm -hmm. like Vince was saying, within London, you're exposed to so many different cultures mm -hmm. on like a regular basis. You see black people, you see Asian people, mm -hmm. you'll be eating black people's food, Asian people's food, eating the Nando's from Portugal. Mm -hmm. Like the only like proper... This guy hasn't mentioned white people. No, I'm getting that. They're also in London. Yes. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've got the white people. And then they, they they give us the fish and chips, you know. Don't know. Yeah. Savaloy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like it, 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 in London, to be British is to be multicultural, mm -hmm. right? But like London is a multicultural hub within Britain. Mm. But when you go outside, mm. just whiteness. Mm. And then it's only just like pockets of mm. of ethnicities. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So um, to be British outside of London is to be white with specks of 
culture <laughs> sprinkled here and there. <laughs> Mo. Um, it's actually, I, I was, str- Robert was answering, I was kind of struggling to piece together an answer for myself and it's not to sound super spiritual, not to sound way off. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm British. I know that that's what my passport says. Done though. I've got a red passport. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that's what the passport says, yeah? But I feel no, no direct affiliation to a geographical place or space in general. Mm. Um, I see it as this place has become home to me and it's, it's granted me a lot of comforts. Mm. that living in Ghana didn't and I've become accustomed to the comforts here um, but if I, if there was need for me to move I would become accustomed to where, wherever I moved to so mm. when I went back to Ghana a couple of years ago um, I genuinely didn't think I'd be accustomed to it but I went there and I just felt alright cool I'm here mm. so it wasn't a case of this and that I genuinely I know that some people be like, yeah, I'm from Ends, I'm Heath, this and that. I'm just like, I don't feel an affiliation mm. to the area. I don't feel affiliation to the country. If, <laughs> it might sound Pete, um, but it's like, it's, it's just not there for me. Mm. Um, How old were you when you came to London? I was in year eight, so I was about 13. Okay. But I, was, I came here as a child, went back to Ghana, stayed there for a while and then came again. So, so I guess it will be maybe a bit, a, bit, a bit different for you, like compared to someone like me who's, who's like, lived there. The, yeah, who's lived yeah. there your whole life. Um, so yeah, po- possibly that is it because I've moved between different, different countries, mm. and um, that's why I personally don't hold on to a specific culture. Mm. So even though I'm Ghanaian, I don't necessarily hold on to the Ghanaian culture because I don't feel that tie of allegiance to. The, Ghana as a place. Mm. Um, I feel my tie and my allegiance fundamentally to Christ. And as I said, I'm not trying to um, diminish our talk or anything. I just see it as, you know what? Um, Wherever God puts me, he puts me. Mm. And I will do whatever he calls me to do there. Mm. The place, wherever is happening there is his. Mm. And yeah, um, yeah, so it's a bit weird. Um, What does it mean to be British to me? I wouldn't know, because even though, by nationality, I am British, I wouldn't... Feels the need to really drive that point home, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no, I'm big back to one time, no, story time. One time I was coming back from France, yeah, college trip, and I was cracking the wildest jokes with the guys, oh, who's going to get stopped by immigration, this and that, there were a couple boys who were suspect, I was like, right, is it going to be you, why was it me? <laughs> I had an indefinite leave to remain in my passport, yeah? And the guy was asking me, how did you get this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, hey. I just started college. How am I meant to provide you that sort of information? Like, how did you? I'm like, what? I, I just photocopied it from home and put it. I'm just like... Damn. <laughs> one, one thing I, I, I would like to add, with, the, with this whole being British thing, like, even, like, being British... We are so influenced by countries all over the world mm-hmm. that, yeah, so like, the, the, I would almost argue that there is no really real British culture. Mm. And so, I think that's what um, people who voted out might be worried about, that there is nothing left of the British culture they knew. 
so starting to take back some sort of power because I heard something about um, the tax on female sanitary items. The local MPs and stuff tried to scrap them, but the European laws overruled it. So it's like they couldn't scrap tax on sanitary towels and stuff within your own country because the European laws overruled it. So, so it's like little that. stuff like that where you don't really have the freedom to govern your own country. Mm. And, and it's like you don't really have the freedom to kind of determine who comes in mm. and to retain some of your national treasures and stuff and rather than just getting them to be not valued as much and stuff like that. Speaking of national treasures, where did, where did these natural treasures come from? <laughs> let's, let's not go with that. <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> 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 the awkward laughter in the room right now. Just from my homeland. Yeah. See, I find it, I find it interesting because, like, what what you what you expressed there is how I felt about a lot of things. And you know, um, for those listening, we have a we have a conversation, like a WhatsApp group conversation. You know, and I actually put the almost the opposite question about being black and what that means or how that's influenced you and why we should be proud of that. Uh, and much like um, Mo was saying, I don't feel. I don't feel a particular allegiance to a geographical area or to um, uh, a set of ideas. I, again, not, not to be super spiritual, but I find because I have been saved by grace and this understanding of there is a God that created me that I owe my life to, that I am accountable to, my entire allegiance or my entire identity is found in that, in considering myself saved or in knowing that I'm saved and stuff like that. So stuff like being British is hard to define. Now you think about it and the only cultural thing I can think of for Britain is maybe the Queen and you know the novelty of that, still having a Queen and some sort of allegiance to the Queen or whatever. But even then the Queen's more of a figurehead now than an actual player in the ruling of the country. Mm. So that doesn't really mean anything anymore, apart from the niceness of when there's a wedding or her birthday and everyone wants to wear, you know, the Union Jack. In terms of defining something that's being lost, yeah, in London, London's become a multicultural hub, but that then has become the definition of London, if that makes sense. So London is this place where all are accepted. London is this place where you can expect or, or where racism is is looked down upon. You mm-hmm. know, we, we we don't we don't we don't take that. But elsewhere, you know, you go elsewhere and you get the looks, you get the you know, you, you look like an alien or you look you feel you're not welcome there. Uh, and I think if if we're to say something's different, that's the case and then does that mean being British is being racist? But I mean what about you? <laughs> so, if that's something that. Um, what, so, what, what's being rich? I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't know. Uh, and not, I should point out you've been here your whole life as yeah, well. Yeah, I've been here as, my as whole life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not, it's not a question that you get asked often. Yeah. Imagine life being anywhere else. Um, I don't know if that's tied into kind of the cultural trappings of the Queen and Parliament or things like that. I doubt it is. Um, but I do think there is something quite special 
about mm. being in Britain, about being a Briton. And um, that's always something that stayed with me. I think wherever I have been, um, because I, I'm currently um, at university in Scotland, I still oh, wow. feel kind of, I am English, I'm British, even perhaps if my creed does not say so. Um, so I don't know, I think for me it's, there is a kind of, there's a special <coughs> affinity, there's a deep place in my heart, definitely. Can, can you define that, that thing about being British? Because you think about Americans, and I think they're really good at this. Mm. Being American is being free, is the land of the free, land of opportunity, you know, American dream, yeah. you know, work hard, make a life for yourself, be on top. There's, you can define what it means to be American. Mm. Can you define what it means to be British? Can you define that special thing that you find your affinity to in Britain? If I could, I'd probably be a little bit more coherent than I am now. Um, I, no, I, do you know, I really can't put my finger on it. Um, Understandably. But it's something that's there. Mm. And it's something that if anybody were to challenge Britain or to challenge England, I'd get defensive about it in the same way that I would about Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it it does instill that sense of pride that mm. sense of you know unapologetic patriotism mm. of country um, where it comes from the root of it I can't pinpoint for you but it is there and it is real See, can, I, can I challenge you on something there yeah. because like with the, with the Ghanaian argument I um, so I've, I've had opportunity to be in um, being like I'll say military uh, type societies attached yeah. to both the Ghanaian army and the British army. Mm-hmm. I was in the TA, I was um, in the National Cadet Force in Ghana. Mm. In Ghana, if you think about going to war, you're defending Ghanaian culture. You're, you're, you're defending Ghanaian culture. You're defending the idea that the whole village brings up the child. You're defending mm. the the respect that you give to one another. You know, I wouldn't give you something with my left hand because viewed that this you know disrespect. Yeah. I wouldn't show you direction. Like you're the, in my head. I'm defending those ideals. Mm-hmm. In the Ghanaian, uh, when, when I joined the TA, if I was to go to war, it's only because I like shooting guns. <laughs> <laughs> like, bad as that might sound, it's mm. only because I enjoy the training. I enjoyed, you know, learning how to strip a weapon down and, um, you know, shooting and uh, um, field craft. I enjoyed those things. Mm. I can't, when we, when we signed up, uh, you had to pledge allegiance to you, you pledge allegiance to the Queen, or you pledge allegiance to the Bible, or you pledge... No, you pledge allegiance to the Bible. You pledge allegiance with the Bible to the Queen, mm-hmm. or with the Quran. Quran. Yeah. Quran. Quran. Um, I did mine with the Bible. Did when it see? says... When it said... Uh, There's something that <coughs> pledging allegiance to the Queen, I didn't recite that bit. Now, that was just by myself, obviously. I wasn't making a statement. <laughs> but I didn't recite that bit intentionally because... It's like, no, I'm not doing this for the Queen. I'm this because I like the mm. train, you know. So that's where I think now you know the type of people in the film. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, he likes the gun. <laughs> I, I like. I don't know. I liked it. Someone, someone commented on my Facebook. There was a picture of me holding a baby, mm. looking all nice. I was carrying a baby. The next picture of me with a gun, with a massive smile on my face because <laughs> I'm holding the rifle. It's like Pete. There's something not right about your Facebook pictures. It's like that's me. That's <laughs> that is me. Um, but. That's, that's the thing, I can't define what it would be mm. in England or in being British that I would defend. 
You know? British ideals. I mean, which are what? I mean, that, I guess, I mean, <laughs> that, 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 not, not to do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. Point. No, yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. I mean, I think you know uh, the the ability for people to be free and to have choice and understanding and just be empowered <coughs> to utilize their liberty and not to be oppressed. Um, you know, the uh, ability to just fundamentally be themselves that is a huge British ideal that is a part of everything we stand for and I think we, I, maybe we see a lot more of that in London with regards to immigration and things mm. like that whereby we do defend mm. very much every ethnic group every race every, every culture idea. because we believe yeah. in wholeheartedly yeah. in that idea of liberty mm. um, and freedom and choice and that people can get a better life if they want it here mm. um, but for me, a big British ideal is freedom, is independence, is, is that sense of liberty. So again, I guess, moving the conversation along, would you say Brexit exhibits that? The vote didn't go in the, what I would consider, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it didn't go in the favour of, you know, the, the person that's arguing freedom. Yeah, I think with Brexit, a lot of people voted for and against, mm. with a lot of ignorance without knowing all the facts right and um, yeah and and I, and I feel like everyone's patriotic in like a different way okay. for, 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 for some people being being unpatriotic meant voting out because mm. they want to be away yeah we're just written by ourselves we don't mm. need anyone else for us, other people being patriotic meant voting in mm. and as in saying like Britain, freedom, yeah, Britain, like it's free. Mm. We would like to welcome people in, mm. Mm. Um, but I don't think people understood the political ramifications mm. of what they were voting for. Yeah. Mm. I think you definitely see that as well in the videos. And again, I'll talk about what social media does in this situation or what, what it did for me anyway. But you see that in the videos of people saying, "Oh, we voted leave." But we didn't know it, so we wish you could take it back. And you know, mm. there's that interview with that lady that said she voted leave, but she, yeah, she she regrets it or something yeah. like that. It's like, okay, like why would you vote leave if you didn't know? But I, I guess what you're saying is true in the sense that there was a lot of ignorance mm. about what it really means and, and what that vote really stands for. Mm. I guess. Wouldn't couldn't you say the same for like just national elections where Labour? Um, whatever, where people just my family have voted Labour for the past 20 years so we're just going to vote Labour <laughs> my mum doesn't have political conversations with me <laughs> when she does it vote Labour <laughs> that's it, exactly it's like, so, it's, it. so yeah. th there wasn't that much of a th th there could have been ignorances but it's a case of we've had elections how many years consistently and we've always managed to get by somehow so barely some, no, no, sometimes no. barely but I also say my from seeing what I've seen and reading what I've read on social media and talking to people the fundamental thing that I can grasp that are making people panic is the unknown Mm. Because we don't know what's going to happen, or we don't know the full implications of what this this means, so people are starting to panic. Oh, did we make the right decision? Because if we stayed in, we've already been in it, so we know what we kind of expect, can expect. Yeah. But now that we're out, we don't. So we're kind of in that in a limbo where we're like, what can we now expect? So people are starting to panic. The pound has dropped, this and that, and it's like 
Oh, and I guess those initial signs aren't good as well. No, uh, but yeah, very <laughs> apparently it was met, it, it was going to drop, mm. but it's going to pick back up and stabilize. Now again, this is what I've heard. I don't mm. know how true it is. Mm. It could be again, as Robert said, ignorance. But there's so many different opinions floating, and that's the thing. However concrete a prediction may be, it's still a prediction. Mm. However informed it may be, it's still a prediction. Yeah. And reality could shift things. Mm. Mm, make a fair point. Mm. Well, I guess with most things, it's always down to predictions and guesswork, innit? Yeah. Except for with God, because, like, you know, <laughs> God knows everything. Well, when he God, says it, he makes it happen. Yeah, God foresaw us voting out. Mm. And God is all powerful. And <coughs> if, if he wanted us to stay in, we would still be in. So, mm. so, so like, as Christians, mm. How do you think we should handle the situation? Pray. Pray. Mm. pray. The, pray. The, Bible, the Bible admonishes us to pray for our leaders, you know. Pray for the government. Uh, so we always pray. Yes, we always pray. So, so, so do you think us as Christians should be scared about what is coming? <laughs> no, um, no, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say so. I, I think, you know, the advice of prayer is good. Um, I think also to handle oneself with, with a, a certain degree of grace and mm. humility. Mm. You are going to encounter a lot of people who voted leave. Mm. Um, and I think there is, there is a, there's always a desire to be angry mm. at the people who have led us into this mess. And I think <laughs> what is... Is, no offense to you, Moses. Um, but, <laughs> I didn't hear it. Shots. Shots at me. I didn't have to say anything. Maybe my last time on the phone was a short. After I fed you, I'm going to No, but I mean, it, this is a time to understand why. This is really a time to understand why, rather than, you know, seeking to, you know, call people racist and, mm. you know, um, just, you know, engage in kind of school ground, you know, name calling. This mm. is not the time for it. Mm-hmm. This is a time to understand why we've done what we've done and how we can build a better nation. And I think the current climate of social media, whereby you have a lot of young people who are, you know, saying the old has voted to, to, to leave the EU and they've left them in this mess, you know, that may be partly true. Mm-hmm. Um, but young people didn't turn out in great numbers too. 36% of the young people eligible voted. Um, right. That's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's and so there point. is an onus on us as young people as well as also on us to ensure that the future we want to see we fight wholeheartedly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would also say in addition to praying we should serve the community so in this time of uncertainty and not knowing there's a lot of panic and stuff as a church we should serve however we can now it's going to look different in different areas but as an area or as a church to say alright cool let's look at our demographic our area what is the current need in this in this climate are um, is, is it the Europeans who are um, panicking as to what's a, what's going to happen to them now? How can we serve them during this time mm-hmm. as a church? How can we serve um, those who have invested in our in our society in this church? Not not monetary or whatever, but just serve. Find tangible ways to serve um, because there can be a sort of oh what are you didn't we're praying about it, and then you just walk past a guy outside mm-hmm. who's kind of worried. Am I going to have to go home like? 
I've moved, I've, I've left, I've moved ship. I'm here. There's nothing for me over, over home. Mm. Um, what am I going to do? Because oh. now people are getting letters through their doors. Yeah. Um, Polish people. Yeah. No more Polish in this area. Goodbye Polish. Like Eastern European and Europeans are at work and the people are walking up to them. Bye. But yeah, there's there's talk of you know doctors getting spat at and yeah. you know you speak with an accent and there people like literally you know hounding you down. And the thing is, the, the, the thing that people don't understand is if all the immigrants decided not to go to work for one day, <laughs> Britain would just collapse. It, it, literally, we would. It, it would. Apparently, this um, new well, not new form of racism, but this obvious form of racism as it now comes. Is extending not only to East, uh, to Europeans but to to blacks as well. Yeah. There was a woman who was walking through, I think, central London, and someone said, "We voted that you lot are going next." And it's just like, yeah. yo, like, it's kind of given leeway yeah. to to the racist people to kind of poke their heads out to be like, yeah, yeah, we're still here, and that might be a good thing, so that Britain can't be like, oh, we're no longer we're not racist, even though we're a multicultural society, we're not. We, we don't have pockets of racism or whatever mm. for them to actually like it's pulling the, the it skin brings, it brings, yeah. it, it brings, it brings it to the surface to be like alright yeah. cool we need to deal with these it's true but I mean we have put them on the front foot um, you know yeah racism has always in this country has always been there mm-hmm. but it's been rather silent politely so and yeah. it's been tolerated mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. Um, I think a Brexit vote has meant that we've legitimised that prejudice, we've mm-hmm. legitimised the spectre of other, and um, you know that is why you're seeing what you're seeing against Polish communities, you know, against the Black community, against Eastern Europeans as a whole, mm-hmm. um, because we've legitimised that belief that Britain is superior to all others, mm-hmm. and that is just not the case. So, so let, let's let's quickly just look at this. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the statistics. I don't, but this whole argument of immigration, immigrants are stealing our jobs. How true is that? Not very at all. Because the question, the question you have to ask is, what jobs are they stealing? What jobs are they stealing? And are they jobs that, you know, do the white people go for those jobs? Mm. You know? and, and that question is like, how, how qualified are they for the jobs? Mm. Like, if, if they're more qualified than you, then I know I would pick the more, the, the more qualified person over mm-hmm. the person who is native to Britain mm-hmm. because that's just good business sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not... Another thing to, that factors in as well isn't always just the qualification, but it's, it's the work ethic mm. where um, Dave might come We in. should be careful not to be sweeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what so, you say? Yes. Yeah. No, so, no, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, again, this... Um, not everyone fits into this category, but like Dave might come in and then he'll be like 15 minutes into the building work, going out for a fag, mm. comes back, coffee break. Mm. Whilst David, <laughs> 9 to 5, dead. Mm. Yeah. Has the ham sandwich, comes back, boom. But it's like, I'm, this, uh, I'm trying not to make it a sweeping statement, but um, I have seen, my mum has had building work done in the house and I've seen the, I've seen like the, their work ethic. Mm. They literally come first thing in the morning. Um, to, uh, Polish builders they'll come first thing in the morning, and they will just hammer through the work. Mm. Literally taking half an hour break, get themselves a cup of tea or something like that. Mm. Chill, 
come back and it's like because the, they know life isn't secure for them so they have to make sure that they're, yeah. they're on their job and it's on. like the work was done the price was reasonable yeah. my mum's had quotes from different people and it's just like she said no I can't financially it makes no sense yeah. to come to you when you're telling me you're right, cool um, I'm going to do your kitchen the parts are X amount my labour is going to be twice that much and it's going to take me two weeks. But when he goes to the Polish builder that she knows, mm. yeah, you buy the parts for the kitchen, it's going to take me four, four days and I'm charging you half as much. Mum's like, yo, it makes economical sense. You yeah. just go half the time, half the price. But I think you, you raise a good point about competitiveness um, and the point being that in our education systems, we need to drive home the fact of the importance of a very good work ethic to mm-hmm. compete with the rest That's of the world. Um, <coughs> and you know, you know, again, you know, you, you aren't being sweeping. But I mean, not all British workers are like yeah, that. But yeah. definitely, it is a growing stereotype that's associated with the the white van man mm-hmm. and um, I think our schools have to do better mm-hmm. in order to challenge that and you know compete with the Polish Eastern Europeans and whoever else but the thing is like all, all these white van men are the type of guys in school that don't pay attention to school anyway which is why they become <laughs> white van men in the first <gasps> place I'm just relegated. I mean, I, I, no, no, I don't okay. think so. Um, I, no, I, I don't. Let him secure that vote as well. He needs all the votes I could get. No, I don't think so. But I think there is definitely uh, a case to be made that for too long, definitely under this government, we are focusing too much on a certain constituency of people who are academically able mm-hmm. and we're not mm-hmm. providing enough opportunities for people who perhaps are not academically inclined but are very good in terms of vocational yes. education yes. Um, yes. and you know would be best suited straight in the workplace or providing them with the skills with which to go and flourish and be entrepreneurs of mm-hmm. the world and I think that's perhaps how you deal with the apathy mm-hmm. that is had um, to ensure that white them, white um, fan men are, are not just white them, fan men, you know, they're, they're aspiring entrepreneurs, they're great entrepreneurs. To add to what you said as well, um, that's working in the school system, that's one thing that I have an issue with, mm-hmm. where we drive home academics, mm-hmm. but not necessarily vocations. And there's starting to be a great gap within vocations, so we're, we're starting to lack hairdressers. Yeah. Barbers, um, people who cut keys. B Tech is very looked down upon. <laughs> like mechanics, electricians, plumbers. And so, because there's such a gap, it's becoming a bit more lucrative to go into those areas. And because there is a gap, the one person who can do the job is getting a lot more jobs. So he's able to be like, all right, cool, yeah, I can take my time. Because there's not a lot of other people out there really who is qualified to do this thing and that's why they can charge so much that's why they can charge so much and that's why they can be like alright cool yeah it'll take me two weeks when in actuality they can get the job done in a couple of days mm. but when the Eastern European comes they're like yo like everyone back in the house can do this thing we need the money we've got family to feed we haven't really got that and even it might be a work ethic that they've brought with them yeah. I don't know and it's it's a sort of comfortability 
due to the visible gap within the market mm. that they've seen as well and they're capitalising on. And it's a case of we can't really sit back and just be like, oh, they're taking all the jobs. No, like, put your best foot forward and be efficient. Increase your work rate, work ethic and length, all of them stuff. Be diligent in your craft. Mm. And hopefully you will see the, the difference. Yeah. So just, just because of time, post-Brexit England, What's your advice to listeners of the podcast? One, um, I'll quote one guy from Facebook. Invest in gold. <laughs> Invest in gold. That's um, not a bad shot. Well, one, 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 one post uh, on Facebook said, um, if they're on the bus, any uh, elderly person shouldn't ask them for the seat because they voted with their hands, they should stand on their feet. <laughs> Robert, what, what's, your, what's your take on it? Robert? Um... Well, I can't speak for everyone because well, I can't speak to everyone because I don't want to speak to everyone because a lot of you are just annoying. Hey, hey hold on, listeners, <laughs> <laughs> not everyone. Do do okay. Okay. They're, they're cool, listeners. You guys are cool. You're you, not, got, you guys, I love you. Um, what if listeners voted out? Some of the listeners voted out. It's cool. Still send. Oh yeah, send no. your fan mail. Yeah, it's it's cool because like, at the end of the day, God is in control in it, mm. and yeah, don't put your. I think like a lot of us have put our faith in the government. And the politics and the money taking us through, and one thing I've, I've I've been seeing popping up on Facebook a lot is that in this uncertainty, now is a good time for it's a good test of our faith as we go through these uncertain times to stop putting our faith in all these things that have been put in place that are now mm-hmm. crumbling down, and instead put our faith in the God who is the same yesterday, today, and will be till the end of days because mm-hmm. He will never change and He will never let you down. So mm-hmm. put your faith in Him, and He will sustain you. Oh. Mine, um, I kind of address it to two people groups, Christians, along the same lines as what Robert said. I was just saying, you know what, pray and seriously inquire to God, like, what would he have you do? How would he have you approach the situation? I don't see much sense in Christians, uh, f- like, threatening and worrying in this time. It, it, it kind of testifies that you don't really trust in God to kind of take you through this. Worry in and of itself is, is allowing something to seem bigger in, in your heart than God. So I'll say pray. Put your trust in God and ask, how would you have me serve in the, during this time? How would you have me serve this nation, this place that you've placed me? How would you have me serve it? Whether it's just a community, whether it's your family, whether it's your church, whether it's greater, whether it's the borough. However it is, don't despise the pedestal or the place that he's given you just because of the size or whatever. Or don't get prideful because he said, all right, you need to serve the whole nation. Don't get prideful. Mm-hmm. Work diligently and work faithfully at whatever he's given to you. So pray, inquire what will he have you do, and do that. Mm-hmm. Place your trust in him. Don't be afraid. Because as Robert said, he's the same today, tomorrow, forevermore. Days before, he's the same. But to the non-Christians, and I hope we've got non-Christian listeners, I'll just say, you know what? Uh, firstly, don't be Good racist. Luck. I'll say don't be racist. Firstly, first and foremost, do not be racist. Like, it solves no problems. It only causes more. So firstly, I say, don't, don't be racist. Secondly, I'll say, you know what, we're in this together. So rather than worrying, let's put our heads together and say, yo, how can we get through this as best as possible? So again, to you, how, how can we serve each other? How can we, as Britain, come together as a people group and make our nation better? Hmm. 
James, I know you're doing your mothering duties, but Hi. do you have anything that you want to add? Apart from my gold. Apart from investing gold. <laughs> investing gold. Um, um, I would say don't allow what people voted to cause a rift in your relationships. Mm. If your granddad voted leave and your girlfriend voted remain, you know, like, uh, to be honest, the referendum's supposed to be advisory anyway, and... I don't feel like the government's handled the situation very well, but don't let it stop the love you have for each other. Mm. Um, and for the people, uh, this is one thing I do want to say. If you are in a public place and you see someone getting harassed, actually, <coughs> stand up, like say something. Don't just record it and well. <laughs> if you want to record it, that's fine. But can we check the person's okay? There's been so many reports of people just going through abuse, like getting hate mail through their letterbox and mm. people telling them, pack your bags, you're next, and things that are happening in workplaces and everything. And I just think that so often it's easy to just stand by and just pretend you're not there. So I would really like everybody to just spread the love. Mm. I think, th I definitely agree. I think the reason I say to record it as well is because you need to have evidence. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think no. that's that's one thing that's helped with the whole situation in America is the fact that we have evidence of it. Now. Yo, yeah, let, let me just turn this. What? No, as as in uh, no, as in as in, it's it's no longer in just closing. it's no longer just things spoken of that no one has seen. Like oh, police are killing. It's no longer just rhetoric. We've got evidence of it. Okay, okay, okay. Guys, 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 it's not just. Let's you do that for another podcast. Says, I'm coming down. Can you not start a new subject? You're going onto the mountain. Transfiguration. You've gone for a referendum. Well, what I'm is, at least there's evidence. Because the, the worst thing is for me to stand up against someone that's, you know, being racist to me. And, you know, maybe I'm being polite as I would normally be polite about it. You know, and then it comes to fist and then that guy's in the hospital and I'm in prison because... They don't believe that I'll stand up for myself. I look like a thug. They're like, no, you went to rob the person and then you put him in the hospital. Like, I need evidence to keep me safe. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I accept it. He got a racist remark. And I got put in prison. I fully accept this. This could be my reality. So that's what I'm saying. Like, record it just to be safe. Like, but just... then what I'm saying is, is that if, if you were getting racially harassed on a train and everybody on that train backed you, that person would leave because they would be outnumbered mm. so and i think it's easy to just take out your phone and record something and feel like you're doing a service when in effect the person that's getting attacked doesn't feel like anybody's supporting them mm -hmm. and i was saying record as you stand oh, up for yourself or as you stand up for the person okay. no just just for evidence for all yeah. you people that can't multitask just do the first thing first ask someone else <laughs> to record yeah because like literally <laughs> but that's the thing with recordings as well sometimes it glorifies the racist and victimizes the person who's being victim victimized out of stress with a lack of choice of better words but um <laughs> Robert is signaling that. Vincent, close. close <laughs> <laughs> hey, I haven't said. I haven't said oh, my advice. You, like, I haven't said my advice. I was just wondering. You've been talking for like the past. <laughs> so my, my 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 little thing. My little thing is, uh, you know, I'm I'm I look to transcend this the Brexit thing, the idea of racism and the idea of you know opportunities and whatnot. Be good enough that you can't be ignored. Whatever that means to you, do it. Like, train hard, work hard. Be, do whatever you need to do to be good enough to not be ignored. And if that means, you know, you're not 
um, you're having to ace your exams, whereas someone else of the same level but different color or whatever has to do less than ace your exams. It's tough, but I would say work hard, do what you need to do so that you you know you can you, you can't be ignored. That's what I'll say. Vincent? Wow. Don't know if you can talk about <laughs> No, I think what I would say would probably be twofold. Um, continue being politically active and engage. Mm. There is every likelihood we will have another general election by the end of the year. Um, vote Labour. <laughs> vote for whoever you, you believe has the best arguments uh, to get us ahead. Um, but the spirit and tenor of which the debate has currently been framed has been you know, most disappointing and most dissatisfying. And I think it is up to your listeners and everybody else to raise the, the level and the standard with which we talk about politics and we talk about the issues that are affecting us. I know. Um, See, that's what we're doing. <laughs> raising it to a standard. Raising it to a standard. Um, what I'd also say is that it is up to, you know, the listeners, to all of us, um, to also be the change makers um, mm. that in this generation at this time, there is so much going on and there are so many decisions to be made. Mm. And if we do not stand up and <coughs> if we do not actively um, fight for what we believe is right, um, we will never seek the change that we want to realise in our world. Mm. And for those people who are disheartened like I was to have been perhaps, you know, on the losing side of the argument, you know, keep on. Mm. And to all those who, you know, won and did vote out, convince us that you were right. Mm. And engage in a debate with us and a discussion with us that hopefully does lead to reconciliation mm. and ultimately the idea that all of us can make it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Vincent. <laughs> Remember this, you know, I'm with <laughs> Vincent. Anyway. If, if when Vincent starts running, I'm running, fam, I'm on his campaign. <laughs> I'm handing out leaflets, giving out buttons. Door to door. Door to door. Everything. Mate. Oh, Vincent. Anyway, well, guys, thank you. Sorry. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Share it, like it, send it to your friends, leave some comments, let's have a conversation. If you listen to this if you listen to this on iTunes, please leave us a review. Um if you're listening to this put on okay, by the time you get here you've already listened to the whole thing. So there's no point in me saying put on loudspeaker because um Vincent again, thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. So you can find us on www.soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmith's furnace, no apostrophe, on iTunes and all them good things, the blacksmith's furnace with an apostrophe, Twitter at the furnace UK, email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Um, shout out to partners in Rhyme for the intro and outro music. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Um, handles, Vincent, anything you want to shout out? Um, again, I'm just going to have to promote Nancy Meets, which is launching Jeez. on September 4th at 7 pm on Homework TV, also on the Livingstream PRWC app. Uh, download it, uh, subscribe to the channel. It's going to be an amazing series. Working really hard on it. Yep. Uh, be very grateful for your support. Cool. Peter, any... any? Uh, I'm working on Nancy Meats. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm working on something else, but that's restricted to Sutton, so I don't know if I should put that. I won't put that on here just yet, but yeah, watch your space for Sutton. everything. Yes. Let's talk Sutton. about after the thing. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued right now, but the way the guy just I'm working on Sutton, Sutton, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to this afterwards. Yeah. What is this? Um, head and heart. Head and heart. Um, Insta H Muse H so H M U S E H and blog Hi. is alright thank you blog is H M U S E H dot WordPress dot com holler me if you do holler me for pictures and them things there just quote blacksmith furnace I'll give you a cheeky little discount nice where it is nice. Let's get this thing done Bobby A Jamelia yes do you have any handles you want to throw out into the world oh Wednesday play Oh yeah, is it when is it going out there? Tonight, tonight. tonight. Okay, so if you're in London and you're listening and you want to come and see an amazing play that is very relevant because it's about home and displacement and immigrants and the journey of being dual heritage and living in this country, whether you're accepted as British and all that good stuff. Um, we didn't plan it that way, it just happened. So um, you can come to Home Is, it's going to be at the Free Word Centre in Farringdon, tickets are five pounds you can get them online and if you Where? if you don't know at freewordcenter.com freewordcenter.com and um if you don't know how to do that just follow me on twitter at poetic gems j-e-m-z and i will help you with the link so yeah oh yeah so bobby bobby what about bobby <laughs> Bobby A events. Bobby uh, A check events. them out on Instagram. Insta. Um, I'm, 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 I'm actually gonna start putting stuff on Instagram now. Finally, um, yeah. It, call out me if you need anything romantic. I'm the guy. And also, yes, I was yes, on the yes, slam yes, yesterday yeah. actually, so the video will come out. If you come, please vote for. Oh, Man, wait for the video to come out before you start bigging it up because it might not come out for a while. So people should start anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's that's. that's <laughs> Yeah, man, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah, blah.